Welcome to Azumar's Diary, where we sit down and chat with all walks of life to laugh and learn. I'm your lovely, gracious host, Syed Matiz, and this week, it is, it's, it's, it's really just, it's, it's just me. Fellas, let me tell you something. We had a four-day weekend this week. Isn't that wonderful? Woo! Four-day weekend after winter break, two weeks off, three weeks off, however many days we were off. We then got a short week, so we weren't absolutely overloaded with uh, knowledge from being back in school. Knowledge and social stress, especially because like now being away from an environment where you're forced to interact with kids for a long time, uh, it can be pretty jarring being put back into that environment. But yeah, four-day weekend. Isn't that awesome? You know what people usually do on four-day weekends? Uh, they have friends over, or they go places, or they do stuff. Well, guess what? <sighs> Anyways, as you can probably tell by the lack of uh, mic shuffling and or mic bumping, uh, I do not have a guest on this week. Uh, all of the people that I try to get on uh, cannot come on. Uh, and that made me realize that maybe I should change the format up on the show to make it not about teenagers, but about just people. About people across all ages and across all walks of life so they can put their stories and put uh, we can put our common experiences and how we view the world all into this diary. Um, now, obviously, last week I couldn't get a guest on either, uh, but that was really last minute. You know, I had a whole week... And a four-day weekend to get somebody on. Um, but uh, still, last week was last minute, and I got my sister on. Now, I could have had my sister on uh, again this week, um, but she was absolutely cracked out on sugar from being at a birthday party. And she was um, the worst, at the same time, the worst conversationalist and the most hyper little creature I've seen in, like, the past three months. Like, my my dog was is more, like, responding. It, like, responds better than her. It was... It was it was weird. I saw her sitting there, but I could see her mind bouncing off the wall. So it was, it was very strange. Now, uh, obviously, because of all my failed plans, uh, do I feel... Am I in a bit of a sour mood right now? Um, Yeah, I'd say so. Now, am I kind of like forcing myself to, to put this episode through and to provide this piece of content? Um, Well, not really, because this is something that I enjoy doing, and this is something I want to do, and I'm not going to half-ass it, and I'm not going to be mopey and so sad, and this is just going to be me venting for 30 minutes, and you're going to have to listen to it. Like, no, nobody wants to listen to that. Why would anybody want to listen to that? I mean, why would anyone want to listen to me normally? But, hey, listen, sometimes I'm pretty funny. Anyways, um, I still have a bit of a format to run through, but yeah, like I said, I think it's going to be people of all ages. There's going to not be, uh, it's not going to be contained to just teenagers and the teenage experience because it's going to be the experience about life. And um, I live in a very small, it's not actually that small, it's just like nobody knows each other. I live in a very uh, disconnected community. And so, I don't know, having an excuse to bring somebody in from the community every week and kind of like interviewing them and having a conversation with them and bonding with them will help uh, kind of knit it um, ever tighter. Well, speaking of community, Awesome News, the segment where I provide uh, the audience and what was supposed to be my guest with Awesome News that is totally relevant to our current life and situations. Fellas, Sweden found the largest rare earth deposit, like deposit of rare earth minerals, in Europe, the largest deposit in Europe, in their home turf. Now, this is very important because 
China supplies Sweden with those rare earth minerals uh, that they found in this deposit. But now that they have them within their own borders, then they can cut ties from China. Now, will this obviously affect the geopolitics of uh, Europe and will probably have ripple effects in the economy globally? Um, probably. Do I want to talk about that? Eh, not really. Anyways, awesome news is done with. I got to talk about Pop Talk. Pop Talk. I do have a couple of things to talk about Pop Top. SZA's new album, SOS, is still number one on the Billboard 200. And it is, I saw somewhere, I, I should have probably written this down. It was number, it was the first something something female artist, something something first, something something top charts. Now, obviously it was a big thing. It was a big deal before she released the album. It was a big deal after. Have I listened to it? My silence speaks volumes. Now, here's the thing. Me with music and the music industry and the music world, I am significantly less ingrained and knowledgeable about music simply because of the fact that I don't have earbuds or I don't have headphones or I don't have AirPods. When you have AirPods, you can listen to a variety of different... You can listen to music all the time. I see kids with their AirPods in literally all the time, in class, out of class, at home and chilling out in the back, grilling with their dad, mm, they don't really, most of the, there's, 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 there's a lack of fathers in, in, in my school, um, anyways, the AirPods everywhere, right, and because of that, they are more ingrained into the world of music than I am, because I don't listen to the music, it's like, obviously, you're gonna be big into the food, and you're gonna be knowledgeable about food, if you eat a lot, but it's like, I'm not going to have a big palate or I'm not going to have a big sample size to be like, oh, this is good and this isn't if I don't eat anything, right? It's like, I'm going to have no idea what the hell I'm talking. Like when I'm, you know, when I go to a grocery store, you know, my mom is like knocking on the melons and like listening to their deep, darkest secrets to figure out which one's riper, which one's better. I have no idea like what any of that means. I don't know. I don't, I can't tell the good melon from the bad melon. Because I don't have those skills, because I haven't experienced, I haven't developed those skills. And my mom worked in food and agriculture for like 10 years. So obviously, when you have those skills, like I have something where you can flex those, this is a stupid metaphor, and this is going completely nowhere. Anyways, what I'm saying is, people get surprised, people get shocked. When they ask me, Lil Uzi Vert, or Cardi, I I don't know what to answer, I mean, okay, person, I'd say Cardi, but... I, I don't have a fundamental knowledge of a lot of musical artists to be able to answer questions like that. Like, people are like, oh my god, have you listened to Joji's new album? And I was like, what, like Pink Eye? Like, like, like that dude? He, he, had a, he had a new album? Like, I'm not up to date with that. Obviously, if I had headphones, I would be listening to that. But the biggest, like, the most experience I get music-wise, like, that is daily, is the ride to school in the morning where my mom puts on, you know, the local the radio show and they play the top 40 hits, which are actually just the same five songs over and over again. Oh my God. When Olivia Rodrigo blew up, don't even get me started. It was horrible. Fucking. Girl, you, you're happy and healthy. Not me. If you ever care. Anyways, that's probably copyrighted, but I don't. So that's why I haven't listened. Like I would listen to SZA's new album, but it's like, I just, when I think in the moment, I, if I'm not doing anything, I never think, oh, you know what I should do? I should listen to music. Now, does that mean if I have nothing to do in the moment, I don't consume any content? Absolutely not. I'm okay. 
I try my best not to doom scroll because I don't want to get into that whole, you know, pit of addiction and, and stuff and stuff and shit. But man, some of the shorts, man, are entertaining. I personally have to say I have some of the best, like in my class, I'm going to say in my homeroom class, in my Summit class, I think I explained this premise uh, in an earlier episode but Summit is obviously the class where it's like a, it's like a study hall. Like it's like a 50, 40, 50 minute period where it's the same class for your four years of high school. And it's just free time. It's intended to be used to study. And obviously that varies depending on the teacher that has that Summit. I have to say, I think I have the best Instagram reels in my Summit. Mostly because I don't like anything. Now, does obviously, does the algorithm still you know affect what you pick? Because depending on like how long you watch something, yeah, but it's like because I I don't doom scroll Instagram, you know, daily, it's always the freshest, juiciest, wackest, bussing, but bussy, bus, <laughs> bussiest memes, bro. <laughs> oh my god, I get no bitches. Anyways, oh, <laughs> it's great, it's really entertaining, fun stuff. The only problem is is that uh, my Instagram, my Wi-Fi never works in, in my school because my entire school is comprised of brick buildings and my my internet is crap. Even though everybody else's internet works, it's just mine, which really sucks because I can't entertain the class with my best reels. But yeah, that's my claim. I think I have the best Instagram reels in the entire class. Also partially because I don't like anything, but also because like, okay, everyone knows Instagram, right? Instagram, the, the wide... Uh, social network where people centered around posting pictures and right like showing people what's up hey hey world look what I'm doing hey world look at how fat my ass is anyways I don't when they're when it first started to get bad like I would scroll through I would scroll through my friends posts and then at the bottom where it showed the suggested reels it would be some of the weirdest <laughs> it would okay oh god I'm remembering it would be some of the wackest like thirst trap you know millimeter thick tights absolutely like how like how do you take a shit type stuff there was some where it was like softcore pornography now i'm treading lightly when i say this because i know my family listens to this podcast not often but sometimes they do and i know they're gonna eventually get to this episode of disappointment where i don't have a guest but I did not like the stuff. I was like, I don't want this in my feed. Now, here's the thing. People in my summit, they like that stuff. They will actively hit the like button. And it's like, I'm not saying I'm some fucking anti-simp and I'm an absolute Sigma male and I, I sit alone at lunch and I haven't felt the touch of a woman in five years. No, absolutely not. But it's like, what's the point of liking, like hitting the button, double tapping something like that? Like, what are you achieving? Like, are you getting the serotonin boost? Are you giving, like, what, what's what's the point of actually going out of your way to hit the heart button on, on thirst traps like that and just, like, really attractive women? Because it's like, why don't you just, like, you know, find girls that are attractive in real life and then you, like, put that energy towards that? I don't... Like, what what is the point of just see, having attractive women in your feed to look at? For you to be go ooga booga neuron activated about. Like, you could be seeing funny shit. You could be seeing, like, the, the stupidest perfectly cut screams, children falling and crying. Not saying that that's funny, but, you know, it kind of is. But, like, you could be seeing something that's, like, actually entertaining. Or, I mean, even informative. Like, 
What's the point of just staring at attractive women and then, like, not do... Like, why don't you just... You can't talk to them. They don't know you exist. What's the fuck? Like, the, what the, what's the point? Anyways, I'm just saying. Some of y'all... Like, I don't know if the people in Summit, they might find this podcast. And they might know... I, they might know who I'm talking about when I say this. But, like, some of y'all need to calm the hell down. And you need to put that energy to, like, talking to women in real life. Because it's like, shit. And it's like, these aren't ugly guys, either. These are attractive dudes. And these aren't absolute dorks that have zero riz, right? Like, they they can pull if they want to. But it's like, why? Like, what are you doing? Just, like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Anyways, um, what was I, what was I doing? Oh, yeah, I was going into Pop Top. Pop, Pop Talk. I was talking about how my Instagram reels are absolutely goaded. Um, speaking of Instagram reels, Rihanna, <laughs> because that is related. Super Bowl 56. What are we at? 56 right now? No, 55. What was? No. Yeah, we're at 56. 55 was, um, was, what am I doing? Am I high? Bengals, Rams, and then 54 was Bucks. She, 56 or 57. I don't know. Anyways, Rihanna, she's back. I saw her. At the in in the in the TV, I saw her in I. I don't know why I'm like acting excited about this. Like I saw I I saw her in the TV thing, something about Apple Music. I don't know. I saw her in a commercial. She is back for the halftime show now. Uh, the little sneak peek that she released where she had her hair and she looked like one of those like artistic vases, like those um what is it called like glass blowing art, like where they just like super heat glass and they blow into it and it makes these bubbles and shapes yeah she had her hair pinned up like that and she was walking menacingly seductively i don't know you can take that however you want that that is actually an important distinction if you see something as seductive and somebody else sees it as menacing i feel like that tells you a lot about the person anyways what am i saying rihanna is back for the super bowl halftime show apparently something something she hasn't been around for a while something something there were like voiceovers in the commercial that were like Rihanna, it's been six years. Wow. Send me dudes. Wow. Like some weird thing. I don't know. Something about Rihanna being... And this is all rooted in my... um, I don't want to say ignorance, but it's just my lack of knowledge surrounding the music industry. Because I just don't have like... the t- it's, like it's like my lack of knowledge surrounding the farming industry. Because I don't have a farm. And I don't, I don't farm. So... Yeah, she's back for the halftime show, and obviously she has is going to be bringing some of her biggest hits along with her. Uh, biggest hits such as, let's see if I can name some off the top of my head. Um, Chains and Whips Excite Me. Uh, I swear to God, I know Rihanna songs. Like, if you, sh- if you showed me a song, I'd be able to know if it's Rihanna, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Chains and Whips. Yep, that that's a name. Um... You got me feeling like, ah, wait, no, that's Alicia Keys. God damn it. Anyways, Rihanna's back. Speaking of things that are back, Coachella is also back. White girls rejoice. And when I say white girls rejoice, uh, it it's, I have, I seen them rejoicing at my school on their Instagram stories. They are certainly, yeah, it's good. Coachella, one of the biggest music, uh, music festivals, music events in the year. Um, coming in mid-April, Bad Bunny, Blackpink, Freak Ocean, and Calvin Harris are some of the bigger names there. Obviously, uh, I know Bad Bunny. Uh, I know, and like there were 
pages of artists, right? It's like biggest music festival. They're not just going to have five dudes over there. Um, but those were the, uh, these were the names that they used the biggest font for. So I wrote them down. <laughs> um, Bad Bunny, Blackpink. I know Black Bad Bunny. Blackpink, I think I know. Frank Ocean, I know. Because everybody else loves him. And so I can't not know. Everyone goes up to me. is like, hey, listen to this Frank Ocean song. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. It's my favorite. Frank Tribituary. Anyways, uh, and Calvin Harris. <sighs> is he the dude that sings... Um, the one song that was stupid. That was stupid as hell. Is he the dude that say every dude, every singer is the dude or the girl that sings the one? Holy shit. Anyways, is he the, I feel like, I think I might know who he is. He sang this one song that I'm forgetting the name of. Where like, I thought he was Ed Sheeran, but he actually wasn't Ed Sheeran. That's something I've noticed a lot too, is that in order to make a big mark on the industry, like there are really talented people out there. Extremely talented uh, you know, pitch perfect can understand, can hear a car crash and be like, yeah, that's F minor, F sharp minor. And can then, you know, make an entire jazz limerick or jazz, uh, solo based off of that car crash, uh, and the sound that it made. Um, and they have absolutely angelic voices that sound like they're coming from a, a you know, an AI generated, uh, piano, but it's like, they all have the same talent. Like they all have the same, if you look up uh, good singer on like TikTok, th they sound, they have the same voice. And what I've noticed is that in order to make it big, you have to have a certain uniqueness to your voice or else you're going to fade out into obscurity and mundanity. You can be the most talented person in the world, but if people can't tell you from the person next to you, then are you really going to make it out of the, the pool of talent and, you know, be a name that shows up in a big font on a Coachella list. Like, names like, I don't know, like, what are some good ones? Like, Adele, like, Kendrick Lamar. Fucking, I can, rec like I said, I can recognize a Rihanna song when she starts singing it. Um, and there are a bajillion other artists out there that I, I can probably, oh wait, sorry. Hundreds of other artists out there, because bajillion, as we learned last week, is not a number. Bajillion of other artists, I said it again, oh my god. I'm sorry, Amelia. Uh, lots of other, other artists out there that have unique voices, and the fact that I know about them, that I'm talking about them right now, shows that they made it partially because of their uniqueness. Oh my god. Uh, Harry Styles and Louis Capaldi are also two other names uh, that I can come up with off the top of my head, off the top of my um, ignorant pop culture uh, head. So that, that uniqueness is very important in a voice. Um, so it's really, there are extremely talented people, but you have to make sure that if you have the talent that people, that gets millions of views, that it's different and it can be picked out from the person next to you that also gets millions of views from their talent. Uh, obviously, that is part of my uh, Zoomer advice. Moving on, let's talk life a little bit. Now, back to school obviously is a jarring experience after two weeks now obviously this is not the case for everybody because a lot of other people you know had friends over or they or they did stuff over over the over the break well me um not really i kind of mostly just stayed home going going back to school after a long break when you are an extroverted person and i say this like i i'm not extroverted to the point where I need other people to be happy I can be totally happy by myself but um it certainly helps <laughs> other people I enjoy other people's company but I say that very vaguely because then when I actually get to specific people that I have to think about 
then I realized mm, maybe I'm misplacing that, you know, that attention and that trust and that that happiness or in that in that love. Like I mentioned, uh, when I was being all lovely bubbly uh, New Year's to all my friends, uh, and then this one person that uh, made me realize, oh wait, actually people kind of suck. Um, it, it's it makes me I, I have to be careful in where I you know put give my hundred percent because sometimes that is not going to be given back but yeah going back to school after that break after I was kind of like a little isolated was extremely jarring because you have to get used to that environment again you have to get used to the environment of hundreds of other little minds little uh, little walking bags of meat with their own little problems and their own little judgments and their own little snarky comments and their own views of the world you have to adapt very quickly and I think uh, it was it's very important to understand if what you are feeling in a given moment is from your emotions or if what you like your emotions just being super weird or super whack or out of control, you know, especially if you're like a teenager. Um, and if what you are feeling is from a real life thing that is actually happening, like, for example, you can feel like garbage because uh, you can feel like garbage. You can feel lonely. You can feel like you can you can you can feel like sad, <laughs> feel like sad just like you can feel like happy. Um, you can feel sad because nobody hangs out with you, because nobody comes over, because nobody reaches out to you and invites you places like up in the mountains or you know out camping. They don't think of you as the friend uh, to invite to those more personal uh, experiences. Now, it could be rooted in a real life issue, right? It could be rooted in the fact that, oh, maybe people actually don't like me. Maybe it is actually universal that, you know, I am not a likable person. And then from there, you think, okay, well, why am I not that likable of a person? What do I need to work on to start getting out there more and to be the friend that gets reached out to and to be the friend that gets invited to those things? Um, And it could be rooted in real issues. Now, on the other hand, though, on the emotional side of things, on the uh, all of our hormones, uh, like I say are like this is just teenagers listening. Uh, All of the teenagers hormones are completely whack and stupid and dumb. Uh, and all the all the brain is farting out a bunch of different gases on that side it could literally just be your brain is not uh giving you enough serotonin in a given moment or it's not giving enough dopamine or it's not or if it's generating too much of the i don't know sad juice what what chemical we're going to go to the keyboard for this what chemical induces sadness i it's something it's going to be like glutamine Nope, that is not, I know what glutamine is, it's not that, give me a second, mono, people, okay, wait, okay, sorry, ah, or it could just be you are generating too many levels or too many enzymes that are breaking down your neurotransmitters that give you the serotonin, that give you those dope, that dopamine, that's what it's called, they're called monoamine, excuse me, These science words are making me burp, giving me gas. Uh, Trust me, when I get to biology 3-4, I'm going to be farting. (laughs) I'm hilarious. Uh, Monoamine oxidase A, or MAO-A. It's an enzyme that breaks down neurotransmitters in our brain. So it breaks down the signal, like what receives the signal that takes in that dopamine or takes in that serotonin. Um... It could just, at the end of the day, it could literally just be you are making, you're making too much uh, sadness juice and it's not actually rooted in real life issues. Now, does that mean you should be optimistic about everything? 
And does that mean you should be like, oh, you know what? I feel like garbage, not because my friends are horrible and total assholes, but because I am making too much gas. Sad, sadness gas. Obviously not. I think it's important to be a realist rather than be optimistic or pessimistic about everything. And what is a realist? That was a voice crack. That was bad. And what is a realist? Well, a realist is, um, well, the good things. They see the good things and, and, and they're good. And then they see the bad things, then they're bad. And then they see the uh, ambiguous things as um, ambiguous that cannot be labeled good or bad. As I'm sure you can tell from that wonderful description that, you know, being a realist is, is important. Because, um, you know, uh, for example, my mom is very optimistic when it comes to those kinds of things. My mom is always like, maybe this friend is just busy. Or maybe this friend is just waiting for you to make the first move to show that you care about them. So then they can give that energy back. And most of the time, that's not how it works, mama. That is not how it works. Most of the time, people are... the Like, if you are pessimistic about a person then it is probably based in reality, and they're probably going to prove you right. Now, is that a horrible way to look at life? Absolutely. I'm sure we're going to grow out of it one day. But, I mean, the sample size, the results are in. We asked 100 uh, life experiences and 100 different people, are they assholes that give you energy? And, uh, yeah, top top answer on the board is... Uh, fuck off um so i think it's really important to kind of see both sides on that but going back to school and uh having to deal with those relationships again and having to see okay who's giving me this energy who's wanting to spend this time with me um it's very emotionally draining and it's very important to understand that if you get put in that hole that hole of depression of the anxiety of i feel like absolute garbage because no one reaches out to me that you understand that it is it is temporary, right? This is not going to define you for the rest of your social life uh, of this quarter, of this semester, of this year in high school. It is just a temporary setback, and it is your brain adjusting to the insane amounts of input and the ins- and adjusting to the amount of things it has to think about now. Especially with, not saying I'm an empath, but especially with empathetic people, er, (laughs) that's fucking stupid, especially with people that pick up on social cues, right? Especially people that are like, oh, this person is doing this. That means they're uncomfortable. A means B means C means I should do D and I should probably stop talking because I'm being annoying as shit, right? It's picking up on the social cues and understanding, okay, this person's like this, this person's doing this, that means this. And having to then your brain having to go into absolute overdrive to decipher everybody's social cues and what they're probably feeling and what the best approach would be is very exhausting and it kicks you in the ass mega hard so um yeah coming back to school i'm happy that it was a short week because i was absolutely fried and horrible and i felt like garbage but here we are it's sunday i got a whole nother week and i am ready to, to, to go back and, and see the see 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 my my friends again. Oh my goodness! Now that we've talked about life a little bit, guess what time it is? Ask a teen. Of course, ask a teen. The segment where you send us your questions, and we, the teenager and the guest, whatever age they may be, answer them as sincerely as we can. Obviously, the questions can be stupid or they can be silly, but at the end of the day, it is still a question to hear from two different perspectives. Well, one different perspective right now. 
question from Kimberly. Hello, Kimberly. If you were any instrument, what would you be? Okay, I kind of I kind of have to think about that question. Any instrument, like if I were an instrument. Now, I want to say like a trombone, you know, like a tuba, because like tubas are cool and they're dope as hell. And like to just be carried around, and be the center of attention all the time would be awesome. But um, I have to say I might be a little biased on this one. I have to say a piano because. Pianos are the if you think of instrument, it's either guitar or piano. You ask a dude if he plays an instrument, and it's a dude that gets bitches. Sorry, that was crude. It's a dude that um has uh that that is that is considered very attractive um in his in his little social sphere. Um, if he plays an instrument, it's either piano or guitar. And listen, bro, I'm just saying, guitar has six strings. On piano, I got all 88 keys. So I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I would be a piano. Uh, I'd be uh, specifically, <laughs> I'd be specifically a Yamaha P five hundred piano. Or wait, what what is it? P one hundred Yamaha something. I'd be a Yamaha piano because Yamahas are like, what was I gonna say? They're like the Hondas of like the instrument world. They're just super reliable and they're great. And uh, and am I saying that my family owns all Hondas? Um, you can take that however you want. But anyways, thank you so much for that question, Kimberly. I'm sure that they're going to either go get way worse or um, s somehow even better than that. Make sure you email us your questions at a Zoomers diary, all lowercase, no space, at gmail.com. Uh, moving on from that, let's dive a little bit deeper into life. This is the part where I kind of dive deeper into the other person's story or I dive deeper into um, their kind of personal topic that we are focusing on for the week, whether that be the foster system, whether it be shitty caseworkers, whether it be shitty parents. But since we are expanding the age range here, whether that be uh, a bad day at school one time where somebody stole your Ritz crackers or a day where uh, you had a hernia. Well, I don't really have anything to, to discuss, obviously, because... You know, the uh, chair in front of me is, is is empty and the microphone is currently being unused. Let's see, what can I talk about? <sighs> okay, I'm going to be entirely honest with you guys. I'm sure you could probably already tell, but I do suffer from... Okay, before I get into this though, actually no, let me say that first. Um, I do have... I do have a little brain damage. Now, I'm going to explain that uh, in a little bit, but um, I had a friend from school. Uh, I was uh, It was lunchtime. It was uh, the friend group that I usually sit with um, during lunch. Um, I actually knew this. I joined this friend group actually recently this year, like second first, second quarter, because I realized that since my girlfriend was, you know, no longer here, make sure you listen to episode, what, 10 i think it's just the first girlfriend and so i don't make sure you to listen to uh the, that episode to or that entry to understand what happened uh that since my girlfriend was no longer here i had nothing to do during lunch which meant i you know spent eight months using my lunches to to to, to spend time with her um and not securing myself in a friend group or somewhere where i could hang out for lunch and so i kind of wandered for a little bit and then i realized that there was this one group uh, that was sitting in a spot near the plaza, near the plaza at my school, um, and I was looking at this group, and I'm like, wait a minute, I know that person, I know that person, I know, I know every single person in this. I'm friendly with every single person in this group, except like two people that I don't know. 
why am I not hanging out with them? And then the rest was history. And then now we're friends and I'm in a group chat, you know, uh, read it and weep virgins. I'm just, that sounds like there was sex involved. There was, there was no, there was no sex. Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, this friend group, uh, it was lunchtime and one of the girls in the friend group, uh, her name, I'm not going to disclose her name. She's like the, uh, the best friend of the other girls in the friend group known them since elementary school. In fact, that entire friend group, uh, has known each other since elementary school, really heartwarming story. Good for them. You know, whatever, not going to be pissy about it. You know, it's like seeing, it's like a single person seeing people in relationships and being like, mm -hmm, I'm losers. Like, no, shut the hell up. You're just single. Anyways. Uh, this one friend was asking her other friend if she could say the R word, uh, the R slur, right? It typically used in people that are not fully, how do I say this? Abled? I don't want to get canceled for this. Um, the R slur. And uh, she said it and was like, well, can, can I say it though? She, her other friend is like, well, I don't know. You're not like mentally, I don't know, is mentally challenged also offensive? God, I'm going to get canceled for this in like five years. This is going to be really bad. Um, she was asking, can I say this? Because, no, she said, yes, I can probably say the R slur because I have ADD and I have ADHD. And when I heard that, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is like the bare minimum. And you still, I don't think you reach the qualifications necessary to say it. <laughs> like, that's like being brown and be in saying the N word and being like, well, I can say it because I'm brown. Like, no, it's like, I'm, I'm a little dark so I can say it. Like, no. That is not how that works. <laughs> like just because, just because you have ADHD does not mean you can say it. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I do have a little bit of brain damage <laughs> because I've had three brain surgeries, and the reason for that is because I have a condition called hydrocephalus. Now, does this mean I am in any way the arsler? Absolutely not. I don't think I am affected in any way by it, but I probably would have been a different person without the brain surgeries. So, I mean, yeah, maybe it is the brain damage. I'm not sure. But I have a, I have three brain surgeries, and the condition called hydrocephalus is a condition where brain fluid is built up within the skull and compresses the brain and either expands the skull outward. And it's basically really, really bad. It's like putting a ho water balloon on a hose, and then you just keep leaving the hose on until it, the water balloon fills up, fills up, fills up, fills up. And then it eventually pops. Now, am I saying that I'm my head is going to pop like a goddamn squid from Splatoon? I don't think so. I think I'm fine. But yeah, the story was, this is also probably not surprising to, to some people. Uh, I was dropped as a baby. I was uh, dropped on my head at a baptism party by a drunk lady who wanted to put me to sleep. You know, bless her heart. Her knees are now shattered. Uh, who then tripped on a set of stairs and then fell on top of me. Um, and when they rolled her off of me, that's why her knees were shattered because she, you know, landed on her knees and she was like 60. I had, was bleeding from the nose and they were like, oh my God, you were, this baby is three months old. That's kind of bad. So they rushed me to the hospital and they were like, well, he's fine, but he does have a cyst in his fourth ventricle. And the ventricles are basically like the tubes or the, um, what, how do, how do you say it? Not the, the, like, uh, the vents. Uh, the places where the uh, brain fluid gets dispersed throughout the body and basically churned out. Um, and one of the ventricles was blocked. It was clogged. So it was causing a buildup of brain fluid uh, in, you know, the, the old skull area. So we they put me into surgery, this baby in for surgery to take the cyst out. And then turns out the ventricle was damaged. And uh, 
apparently living with a damaged ventricle which is basically like i'm not putting out the uh right amount of water or my brain is not adjusting to the amount of uh, brain juice that it is now being able to fart out um is apparently very bad uh crying all the time horrible it was bad 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 so then they put a shunt which is like a drain uh in my head which is a uh, little mechanical like titanium 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 is a real metal right titanium plastic thing in my head and a six and a metal ring around the ventricle that can be opened or closed using magnets. Like they just put a magnet uh, near my head, and then it can be uh, the setting can change depending on that. The wider, you know, the higher the number, like a five, it is fully open. A zero is fully closed. Yada yada yada. And through that metal tube, there is a plastic tube that uh, just floats in my body. Like it goes through the thing, and it's just it's just farting out brain fluid. Um, and I had, uh, the second surgery was to put the shunt in, in the tube in, and the third surgery was the shunt was broken in pieces, that's another, that's a story for another time, was, uh, broken in four pieces, they thought I had a brain tumor, turns out the doctor was just stupid, but, you know, it's fine, that's how it would be sometimes, and, uh, yeah, so now I'm here, three brain surgeries, uh, three little segments of brain damage later, and, um, yeah, now we are here, I, and I get questions about it all the time, too, they ask me, well, there's a six foot long tube floating around in your in your torso area. Where does the brain fluid go? And I'm like, well, like every other fluid goes. And then they go, does your sweat taste different? Because it has like brain juice in it. I'm like, well, I don't fucking know. You want to try it? And they're like, do you do you pee brain fluid? I'm like, stop talking. But also another question, uh, something that does happen though that I'm aware of. I'm not sure about where the brain fluid goes. I'm sure it gets, you know, farted out or juiced out or gassed out. <laughs> that was disgusting. It, it, it goes out of my body like any other thing. Uh, not saying that my sweat tastes different, but, you know, who knows? I don't have a big sample size for that. One thing it does do is it does float around a lot. It, it will poke stuff. And one thing it will poke is my nuts. And uh, let me tell you, the amount of times I thought I had a hernia when it was actually probably just my tube that was poking the old testiculars down there, it was it was it was too much. It's not it's not it's not a great time. Anyways, I have made my entry into Azuma's diary. I want to thank my guest so much for being here. Okay, never mind. I want to thank myself so much for being here and pushing through the doubt and the absolute miserableness of of, of a failure to bring this show to all of you once again. Next week, I obviously can't make any promises, but let's see if I can get a guest. Um, but anyways, another day, another slay. So, uh, good night, fellas. <laughs>